0: Independent mayoral candidate Bo Dietl joins me in his office in Midtown. Mr. Deedle, thank you for making time. Thank you. I appreciate you. it. And thanks for your service at NYPD, which is your background, and that was the point that you've been making in the debates and in the campaign. So I want to talk about this terror attack that we had, unfortunately, on Halloween evening. Um, it happened, you know, a radical Islamic terrorist who was driving a, a car, truck, um, and rammed over people, killed eight people. Um, And we were talking about a little bit off air how angry it makes us feel as New Yorkers. Um, You talked about the debate was the first question on uh, uh, the other day. And you said that um, this guy looks like a terrorist and so we need to follow investigation leads. As a former NYPD detective, um, how do you follow through on that given that the mosque that he belonged to in New Jersey was being monitored, was under surveillance by the police department?
1: Well, first of all, uh, upon retiring from the police department, I opened a security company up. I uh, own this security company for the last 32 years. We've been involved with terrorist activity in New York City. Uh, As far as we actually rescued a kid that was kidnapped to Istanbul, Turkey by a Turkish terrorist, and we got the kid back a few years ago. I mean, this is my business. And as far as what was going on there, I just, I I, I question this current mayor as far as when this thing happened the other day I was sitting up here and you can see my beautiful views of Manhattan I can see right down there Um, you know I just got a flashback I was down in 9-11 when the towers came down and I remembered that this mosque over there in Patterson around those areas in Jersey when we had the first bombing of the World Trace in 93 uh, with the blind blind sheik there, the cleric that whole area is, is like a boiler uh, a, a boiling plate for terrorism and they were all coming out of there also who came out of there were the terrorists that flew into the World Trade Center they were meeting over there this mosque a matter of fact was a focal point of our surveillance by the NYPD also I just was taken back about the current mayor's attitude towards profiling and towards surveillance I mean let's, let's stop being so damn political correct Right? Tell those eight people that were killed, mowed down, and those other 15 people that were seriously hurt that we cannot uh, surveil people, we can't monitor people that are suspected of being involved in terrorism. This political correctness sucks, and we have to stop it. Again, to me, the safety of the New Yorkers and Americans are at stake here. This is a war, and you, we just saw the way this animal conducted himself mowing down these people like they were. And you know what? He was going to continue this attack. If that bus, if he didn't hit that bus, he was going to go around the Horn of Manhattan, through the battery, and come up and take the promenade out on the Brooklyn Bridge. He could have killed so many more people. So we And knew. he's
0: reportedly been bragging about it in the hospital. Right. Sick he's, individual. He's
1: so proud and, and we, uh, we're worried about him. I'm worried about those poor people that are dead. Their families don't have fathers anymore. Damn you with this political correctness. And then uh, a lot of people don't realize what I was saying on TV about the beard. (laughs) I'm very familiar with ISIS, and part of my business is security. Part of my business touches upon, you know, people that want to cause terrorism for our country. And if you look at him, I mean, he's a rubber stamp of what an ISIS fighter is. And people, when I say beard, if you see his beard... They're not supposed to cut the beard on the bottom. It's very long and straggly. And for some reason, under the nose, they shave that down where it looks as though they don't have a mustache, but just the full beard. That's what I was comment- commenting about. And when people say to me, oh, you're profiling with beards. No, I'm profiling what an ISIS person who believes in ISIS could look like. And in fact, like I always use, they said, oh, you profile. I use this example all the time. When I was a detective in Harlem, And we had two guys that were robbing the Chinese restaurants in Harlem, whole black neighborhood, Mm -hmm. and they were white. I'm looking for a car with two white guys, and I'm going to pull that car over. I guess that's profile. I'm not going to pull a car over with black guys. So my point is, let's stop the political correctness. So
0: where does, you know, everyone brings up, and the mayor brings up, um, you know, community policing. Now, you you were a policeman. You were a police detective. Where do we draw the line between community policing, whatever that is, maybe you can explain that, and political correctness and say we need to do a better better police work?
1: Well, I, I'm a person that really believes there are a lot of good family-orientated Muslims. There are a lot of good people. We have to be able to communicate with them. I'd like more Muslim cops on the police department not just for undercover, to to deal with the community, talk to the community. Mm. And if someone sees something, they can say something. Maybe they'll feel a little more comfortable saying it to a Muslim police officer. Community policing is about having the police reflect the community that they're in. We have a Caribbean community in Brooklyn, black Caribbean community. We see uh, all the time. I'd like to get more cops in that community. That's community policing where the neighborhood reflects. Part of my initiative also is to waive the two-year college degree required to become a New York City cop. I'm a, I'm a high school graduate. I yeah. never went to college. My point is bring them on the force, let them go to college at night, get the two-year degree over five years, and we can get some young young, energetic officers from their own communities. and I'd love that. And then this way, this whole division that this may has caused, we can eliminate it.
0: Okay, let's talk about the difference between, <coughs> you know, you have soft targets, so-called soft targets, uh, lone wolf attacks. Now, this was someone who was inspired by ISIS, yeah. and they're calling it a lone wolf attack, but it really it's huh. the ideology well. that, I mean, you can elaborate on that. How do we do a better job of labeling this type of attack? And well,
1: you know, it's very simple. I mean, after this attack, the next day, it was so premature when you had this mayor who has no clue about security, about policing, and even the governor, who I happen to like, I I like Andrew Cuomo very much, they come out and they go, well, this is a lone wolf. Well, damn you. You don't know if that's a lone wolf until you conduct a full investigation, until you search the cell phones, search who he's in communication with, and find out. Very immature and infantile for them to come out with this statement, especially this mayor. You know how I feel about him. He's at a point now, you know, there's a reason why cops turn their back on him during the funerals. Yeah. They don't respect him. Nine out of ten cops said they would find another job tomorrow because of him, that they feel as though they don't have the support as his mayor. And he takes credit for what the great work of uh, that police officer, Nash, that's Bo Deedle's new hero. What he did, he didn't know those guns were fake. Yeah. He got two guns. He went right into God bless him and his family. That officer should be promoted to a first grade detective. And he's the epitome of what a lot of cops would out, do, out there would do. They run towards it, they don't run away from it. He wasn't hiding. He's a he true saved hero. a lot of people.
0: He did, and he kept the terrorists alive, so maybe we could gain information. Well,
1: I don't know. You know, everybody thinks you, when you shoot at somebody that you can shoot them in the leg. You know where your bullets are. No, you're trained to shoot at the largest mass. It's right. just he got lucky. He got lucky. I guess his guard, Allah, was watching over and let him live. Because when you shoot someone in the torso... A lot of people understand, even in the stomach, you hit the intestines and all that poison, yeah. you could have died from that just as readily. i 'm glad he's alive, and I think I think he should be kept alive. It should be a speedy trial let 's get this, let's just get cranking with this yeah. speedy trial, and I agree with the president on that, and you know what he should face execution, and I tell you what he should be executed there's no reason in the world to keep this animal alive.
0: So you bring up the president. You know, it's curious to me why President Trump is even an issue in this debate. Because, okay, he's a New Yorker and he won the election and, he, you know, against all odds. But he's the president. We need to work with the federal government. Why is that, why is that such an issue in this campaign? You know,
1: you know, here we go with the division with this progressive mayor with right. his friend Bernie Sanders. They have not been able to – and look, I'm a registered Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a lifelong Republican. I'm a registered Democrat. I call myself a Ronald Reagan Democrat. I'm for fiscal conservatism, uh, also socially inclusive. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm for all that. My point is, enough is enough already. Donald Trump loves New York City. He lived here, I know him 35 years. I gave him money. I voted for him. I'm not liking what I'm seeing because I voted for him to get things done. And he's being uh, blocked everywhere, yep. every which way that he goes. Now, all of a sudden, you have a mayor of New York City that despises him. Wouldn't you think a good idea for the next mayor, if I become the mayor, you know what I'd do? I'd go to Washington. i say, Mr. President, you love New York the way I do. You know me 35 years. I was at your wedding, your son's wedding, Mr. Mr. President Trump, all respect. We need help with our police. We need financing from the federal government. We were, are, and will be a target. If you listen to my speeches over the last year, I said about we are and still are going to be targets for terrorism. We need federal funding. They're not blowing up Omaha, Nebraska. New York is. We need federal money. We need federal money for our infrastructure, for our subways, for for our bridges. We also need federal money to build some Real affordable housing, not like this joke of a mayor talks about affordable housing. The man has done nothing. You could just, like I said last night during the debate, here's the question. Are you better off now than you were four years and live in New York? Look at the homeless problem. That's yeah, up there. let us look at how, how filthy this city is. Let's look at the non-affordable housing. Let's look at the non-education. I'm going to give you a statistic. I didn't get it out last night, but here's the statistic. Sure. Kids in our school... My daughter's a school teacher, elementary school teacher. Talk about city schools. I'm not talking about charters. Charters do great, but he's in the pocket of the board of education, the education department. Mm-hmm. And what happens is he took three hundred fifty thousand. He can't do anything with him. They tell him what to do. Even though he's the mayor. I'm going to give you the statistic: from the third grade to the eighth grade, black and Hispanic students in our public schools are failing out at a rate of eighty percent on math. Black and Hispanic kids are failing out at a rate on English of 70%. You know what is suffering? Our kids. Our kids in New York City are the victims. The majority of our school, public school students, are black and Hispanic. These are the kids that are suffering. He, he quotes the highest graduation rates. They're graduating. They're not they read They can't read and write properly. Right. That's one thing. My thing is I would use ComStat. Remember Comstat we used with the police? Yes. I would use that in the uh, education department where schools are failing. Bring CompStat in there, find out. Is it the teachers? Well, get rid of them. Rubber rooms? We're paying, I think, $70 million a year for teachers that are, are in this AT, whatever it's called, uh, auxiliary teacher thing. is a pool when they get in trouble. No. If I'm the mayor, i tell them, here's what we're going to do. Whatever they did, if they did something criminally, we're either going to find them, fire them, or get them back to work. You need a mayor that's going to yeah. get common sense done. This mayor, so, he speaks very well.
0: So you are going to incorporate accountability, really, in the classroom. And you bring up the city being so dirty. It's something that I noticed in Times Square. Um, yeah. You know, you have uh, all these characters that are out there. You have the homeless population is very visible. It was up 39% in 2016 yeah. from 2015. Um, and well, the mayor seems to ignore that, and he hasn't answered many questions about it. He um, goes in the subway, kicks
1: the homeless out. No, no, he he goes in the subway twice for photo op. Right, watching. I travel the subway. You take I was the subway stuck on One train. The guy, all he does is talk a good game with his phony statistics. And I jumped all of them last night. You have a, uh, a person called Mr. Floyd, who is the head of the union for the school safety officers. I say, you know, he's giving these numbers. Assaults are not being reported. Bullying in schools not being reported. Weapons are being confiscated. You pick up the Daily News, uh, New York Post yesterday. Mm -hmm. Knives, and and the officers are told, if you make a report with the police, you're going to lose vacation days. I want to find out about this. Yeah, crime is down because they're not reporting half the damn crime. You saw what I did when this nincompoop mayor allowed now public urination to be non-criminal. Well, you know what? We have a penal law in New York Penal law, not penis law, <laughs> penal law. We have a penal law in New York State that says when a male exposes his Gentiles like that, right. genitalia, this is a misdemeanor. You're going to get some sex perverts going to go into schoolyards or in parks, First and they're the going to be whacking their wiki, and then all of a sudden when the cops come, they're going to say, oh, I was trying to pee. That's baloney. Right. The quality of life. Did you see what I did? I got a peace sign, a bullseye. I put it on his fence in Gracie Mansion. He said, P here. The man is out of his mind. And he thinks that he could get reelected, that the people are so not in touch with what's going on. And I said last night, if you're better off and you feel better about this city, if we vote for him. He talks about affordable housing, 10-year plans, 10-year plans of shelters. The man doesn't know what he's talking about. He just throws statistics out there.
0: So what will you do to clean up Times Square? I mean, Giuliani started it. Bloomberg kept it. Uh, It was very clean. Uh, You know, obviously Times Square used to be full with pornography theaters, and they cleaned that up. Um, And uh, under two mayors, it was the numbers show. And really, just visibly, we're New Yorkers. We walk out there, we know what's a clean city and what's not. Responsibility. What do you do?
1: The agencies are going to have responsibility. There's a reason why all of a sudden... The budget's up to eighty-seven billion. I think it's up twelve billion dollars mm-hmm. from Bloomberg. My point is this. Also, I started looking. You know, I'm a detective. I started looking. One point six billion would it be? Consultants and contracts. That's what I went at the mail last night. And in there is agents of the city. What is this? Agents of the city. Agents. There's a there's a Marvel series out there. Agents of the uh, right
0: galaxy or whatever. Yeah, it is. Agents. I didn't see it.
1: And I said to <laughs> last night, what is up? Who are these agencies in the city? How much of that money are being spent? He would not answer the question. And he thinks we're all fools. Point is, what I would do, I would call upon the agencies, including the sanitation, and all the agencies, They say, come in my office. You guys are making a lot of overtime. This filthy city is filthy. We're going to have to clean it up. And then I'm going to go back at the quality of life, and I'm going to say, you know what? We have to revisit these. I'll go down to the zoo that they call... A city council, and I'll talk as the mayor and say, Listen, you guys got your salary doubled by the last nincompoop that was here. Now you're making $150,000 a year from your 75000 whatever you're making, a city right. council people. You really think that this city is going in the right direction? I want to try to bring back some of these quality of life crimes where we could deal with them where we could clean the city, where we could have people visiting New York City, I'm going to go to the Christmas show. I don't need kids to see a guy urinate in front of them. Yeah. Come on. And you want to know something? Who will be in back of me? The people, the families of New York City will say, Mayor Bo is right. We don't like what we see. Also, with the subways, we had a, a surplus of $4 billion. I said to the mayor last night, Use a half a billion. Let's fix it up yeah. before you start talking about capital improvements. Let's fix it up so people don't get stuck on the train. You take the subway? I do. Well, I take the subway, too. There sometimes. are
0: delays constantly. constantly. Constantly.
1: My people in my office
0: the railroad are too.
1: averaging 20 minutes to a half an hour late every day. And you know what? I can't say anything to them because I know about it because I jump on the train. This mayor used the train with that nincompoop from Vermont the other day. Bernie and I'm Sanders, sure Yeah, yeah Bernie Sanders nincompoop, and he, they went on the subway. The last time he had a photo op, he cleared out all the homeless, had the train stopped. Right. Come on, does he really think us New Yorkers are that silly?
0: So you bring up the MTA, and I, I wrote down some figures here because there was an independent budget uh, office launched a uh, study to put a dollar amount on how much it costs the economy. Well, the average number of delays a month has increased from about 20,000 in 2012 to more than 67,000 uh, in May 2017, according to this report. Now, during a typical morning rush, the cost of subway delays in lost work time translates to 864,000 a day, um, and that goes in 12-month period. 1.23 million dollars it costs our city economy just these delays alone. I think
1: it's a little higher than that. I suffered. You think they're versus. low? I think they're low numbers. I'm suffering. I just gave an example. It's not unusual for my people to get in at nine thirty when it's when they it used to get in at nine right. and then I actually take the subway, so they're not telling me nonsense. it's factual, so I think those numbers are a lot higher because you've got to multiply that one business like mine. I see I'm losing a half an hour with say ten people mm-hmm. you You multiply that to every business these are baby it might be in the billions, yeah, and I'm talking about over the year. It could be in the billions.
0: So what do you do about, I mean, Albany has the money. The money should have been properly allocated. The subway fares go up and up every year. Yeah. How do you get the quality back and not increase the fares so much? And people are complaining about well,
1: that. Well, you know, and I'm also for subsidizing people making under $35,000 a year. Okay. Help them, keep them working. Yeah, I got a great idea. We could start with these foreign-owned apartments in New York. They got enough money to buy $20, 30000000 million apartments. Let's put a nice little 25% surcharge on it as a luxury tax. They want to own buildings, apartments in New York, and they want to live in their countries. That's very nice. But to live in New York, you're going to have to pay for our service. And we can start with that money being filtered over there. That's a, that would be yeah. that'd be a lot of
0: money. You know, the mayor talks about a millionaire's tax, yeah. and it's not supported by well, the he's governor. He's
1: a millionaire now. I told him. Last
0: uh, night. Yeah, last uh, last night at the debate, it came out that uh, he's his, are, real his, is, his real estate is uh, real estate
1: three point seven. Yeah. I actually said, "Hey, you're a millionaire just like <laughs> me now. No more tail." He didn't respond city. to you, though. No, he don't respond when I no. tell him the facts.
0: No, and it was, so it was an interesting debate because there's both you and Nicole Melio going after. Uh, the mayor, and you know, he didn't respond to those attacks, but he wants to tax millionaires who worked hard to, to earn their money um, and wants basically to just add another. They're paying 80% of federal taxes. It costs them more money to pay for other people's subway rides. Is it their responsibility? Well,
1: I'm a millionaire. Right. And I'm very happy. High school graduate, I work my way. Worked and you have a beautiful
0: office. office. Well, well, let me tell you
1: say. something. You know what my tax bracket is? I think it's 53 percent yeah i pay that and you know if i make if i'm fortunate to make two million dollars a year which is nice i'm half of gonna it's going pay to the government half of it to the government more this guy's an incapable. like i just told you he doesn't understand what we're talking about the, the the ones that are making the most money are paying the most taxes if anything is that's a stupid statement because he doesn't understand what the hell he's talking about
0: you know, I find this race very interesting and your candidacy very interesting. Or NYPD detective, you're a lifelong New Yorker. No,
1: hold on, son. I'm 32 years running a multi million dollar business. And a very, I, and a very successful business. I sold a company for $200 million in 1998, a technology company, and I'm on the verge of selling another one for hundreds of millions. I'm a successful businessman. Right. When they asked me what qualifications I got, Nick Apoop was a, uh, a city councilman and a public advocate, did nothing else. Uh, And Nicole, with all respect, she's very young. She has a whole life ahead of her. She's very not in the business world. I am, of all people, am a businessman. I run a successful business. I know one thing people can't behoove me. I'll bring them in and I'll hire the right people. I had the former chief of the New York City Police Department, John Timoney, one of the mm-hmm. best, as my CEO here. I'll bring the best people in. And that's where his problems are. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He brings nincompoop. Like he uses that word, because nincompoop means a person that can't run what they're supposed to be running. the head of ACS, when the governor had to come in and put a special monitor. The head of Rikers Island, the guy was fishing in Maine for three months, and they wonder why. This is malfeasance. He's not a good CEO. He has no clue.
0: So when I talk to New Yorkers, um, for the most part, I don't find people are that upbeat about the mayor, yet the polls all show that he's going to win in a landslide. Now we've seen polls be wrong, especially last November. The last poll in New York 1, Baruch College poll, de Blasio 49%, Mali Otaque 16%, U3%, and Sal Albanese 2%. Why is no, that? When you talk what, no, to... No, that
1: would, it, let me go right back. This sure. is the New York 1 poll? This is the New York, York 1 a, poll. This is a phone. They 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 call people's home phone. That's a Figazi. Right. And who watches New York 1? Their demographic, de Blasio's demographic. That's a Figazi poll. The real poll is going to be next Tuesday. And you could come back in here when I become mayor. I would you love that. You say, you know what? poll was wrong, I'll guarantee you, I'll guarantee you, these polls are baloney. So let's not go with the polls. Let's. The no, only I, poll that counts is next Tuesday, November 7th, because there's a lot of people, maybe who are Democrats. I'm a Democrat, but there's a lot of people, maybe when they call them up, oh yeah, I want the blaze because they're afraid to no. say it. Same thing with Donald Trump. If you were there, election night, I was I there. Was. And you know what the New York Times had it? 90% yeah. that Hillary was going to become the next president. Ten percent. I think
0: it was actually ninety-three percent. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: watched that graph. Did you watch that graph? I did. Yeah. I was
0: following that. I was following all the polls well, that night. And, f- yep. I
1: was at the Hilton, and I only—I was went, outside the Hilton. I didn't I get in, but I was outside. <laughs> I went to the Hilton. I gave him fifty grand. Okay. I know him. I thought he's gonna—you know—he yep. should do a good job because he's a guy who gets things done. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm standing there. And we we went to eat at Milo's and Fish Joint, very good place. I said, let's go say hi to Don. Say you did a nice nice job, you know, great, maybe we'll get a golf game or something in a couple of weeks. Next thing is I'm standing there and I'm watching I'm looking on my iPhone. I see the New York Times. Yeah. The graph went the other way. Wasn't the red state come? I said, Holy crap. And I stayed at three o'clock in yeah. the morning. Florida, Pennsylvania. You wanna know something? That can happen in this city because people are so disgusted with this guy. Now you look at Malatakis, lifelong. She's column A, he's column B. Politicians. How about having a guy in there who's a businessman, a tough guy that will not settle for garbage, will bring in the union and deal with them,
0: well, yeah. see, you relate to New Yorkers, and I'm wondering when you campaign out the city and you go to different neighborhoods yeah. in New York, what's the feedback that you get from regular folks who are trying to put food on the table this for their kids? This was the most
1: exciting year in three months for me because I really got to see this city. The armpits, the good parts, the good, the bad, the ugly. I danced in the gay pride parade. I kissed more guys on the cheek <laughs> than I ever did in my life. I danced in uh, the Dominican I actually took a plane for 24 hours I went to Dominican Republic in respect to the Dominicans of New York there's 1 million of them and I went down I flew into Puerto Plata I went to Santo Domingo I went to, to, uh, to Santiago and I actually met with people I, I met with a woman who was Fired because she was over 45 years old. In Dominican Republic, women are not allowed to work after 45. I signed a thing to the governor. I was there. I went to an orphanage. I brought uh, all kinds of candy and coloring books and books for an orphanage. I wanted to see because why did I go there? After the officer Familiar was shot dead, I felt it's my responsibility. If I want to be mayor of this city, I got to be a mayor to the Dominicans, to the. Everybody, Everybody. And that's why I went there. And even my opponent, Malataki, says, why did you go to the Dominican Republic? I said, I didn't bring my bathing suit. I went there to talk to the people to see what, because a lot of the Dominicans in New York send money back to the Dominican Republic. My point is, I'm a real deal. I'm a guy that, when little Zemir Perkins was beat to death, I I had tears in my eyes. That little seven-year-old boy, he cried out. There was ten complaints against him. And this Malfeasant, head of ACS, whatever her name is, was standing there crying like I can't do anything. I have an answer for that, too. We can replace all these useless ACS people. I'll hire retired cops that are coming out at 40-something years of age. So you want to
0: cut out bureaucracy in the city similar to how the president wants to do that in Washington. Well,
1: you know what? When well, you're the know, mayor in New York City, you have to deal with a Congress. I would yeah. bring in retired cops, give them the waiver like we do with the district attorney squads give them a wave on their pension, bring them in for $52,000, get all you want, great female and male retired cops, and let them become the ACS. You want to know something? We'll have real investigators out there instead of these clowns that, oh, I'm afraid to go into the housing project, it's so dangerous. Well, will have somebody with a gun be able to go there and investigate and save our kids. Right. 49 kids are dead, died, I think, over the last year or something, very suspicious deaths, and a lot of them with complaints. I don't want one more kid to die.
0: Yeah, I want to talk about um, <coughs> security again. And as it relates to the police department, I see cops out there. I talk to them all the time. I thank them for, for their service like I thanked you. And, you know, it's, so do it, I. To, to me, these are our heroes, are the police officers in this country, are the military members and our veterans who serve and put their life on the line every day um, so that we can be free. I see these police officers yesterday. They're scared. Some of them. You know, people don't, don't... Some they, of them. They
1: don't want to get involved. No, in because they're they afraid of getting of in getting trouble.
0: in trouble because of political correctness.
1: No, and you have a mayor. There's a reason why those cops turn their back on him. And those cops won't turn their back on Bo Dito as the mayor. Because they know I walk around the same as you, and I shook, shake the hands of every guy. And the cops are pleading with me, please, Bo, please... Keep running for me. Please get rid of this guy. Yeah. They know he doesn't like and then he stands up there and he takes credit for everything. remember, remember when we were having demonstrations about three, four years ago? They shut the Brooklyn Bridge down. They All shut right. Fifth Avenue down. And they're out there, they're destroying property, they're burning things. What do we want? And we've seen this across the country. The what police we departments want? are afraid to dead? do
0: something because the mayors are, you know, we are going to do What do we want,
1: dead cops? What do we want them now? Right. And then when those two... Fry like bacon. When that garbage can from Baltimore, we won't mention his name, came in and executed those two cops. Yeah. There was a reason why those cops turned their back on him. They don't like him. He takes credit. Nine out of ten cops, I said... Would leave the police department tomorrow if they found another job.
0: Why don't more people respect the police? Especially because, young people.
1: Because of this division that this current mayor, and I'm talking about New York City, what he's talked about. Look, it's stop and frisk, first of all, it was 90% cut down, even still under uh, 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 Kelly. He's taking credit, Big Bird de Blasio. But it was cut down anyway. Fact is, I don't like the word stop and frisk. You know what I like? Community interaction. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. If I see that you may have a weapon on you, you walk over, it's how you treat a person. Hey, look, we had a couple of shootings over here. But I don't So mean, you
0: want to reinstate Stop, Question, and Frisk?
1: Not that way. I'm going to finish. Okay. It's called community interaction. Excuse me, sir. Here's my card. I'm Bo Deedle. I'm Detective Bo Deedle. You, you got a Bulge here. We had a couple of shootings. No disrespect, I'm going to pat you down for a weapon. If you don't have one, no problem. But I respect you like you respect me. Had him down. didn't have a weapon. Here's my card. If I ever can help you, call me. That's stop and frisk, okay? When you have reasonable cause to believe that someone has a weapon. That's not throwing someone against the wall indiscriminately. Of course. So there's a way of doing it. Let's not use stop and frisk. Let's use my little words, community interaction. That's the model.
0: So a politically correct term to line it up.
1: Well, community interaction is... Is talking and trying to see if someone has a weapon that can hurt someone else with. It.
0: Right, and it's just good police work. Um, I yeah. want to talk to you about immigration. Uh, Mayor De Blasio made a comment in the first debate saying that he would destroy documents of, a le- uh, of illegal immigrants. Now, it wasn't really gone to fruition until last night's debate when both you and Nicole Malliotakis asked him about that. Malliotakis brought it up saying that um, you know he would destroy. Documents and Mayor De Blasio defended that, saying the NYPD said we can destroy backup documents. But would you commit to not making New York a sanctuary city? And if there is a criminal illegal alien in the city, you would hand them over to the feds.
1: Son, compromise. Here's the compromising. Okay, I'd go, Mr. President. New York City is not going to be a sanctuary city for criminals. Anybody commits a crime in this city. I'm turning them over to the ICE. I'm talking about violent crimes. No, I'm turning them over to the ICE. But Mr. President, we got to realize one thing: people in New York City who have children, who are born in this city, are American citizens. We certainly can't take away the breadwinners of the family—the father and/or mother. Otherwise, we're going to just put them on our on our payroll, and we got to pay for them. There's got to be a way of doing it. There's got to be a way—a a path to citizenship. So that would be my answer. And I think compromise is the, is the motto. Criminals, people committing crimes, bye-bye. People working hard, let them start paying some taxes, and let's have them become like my parents. My mom's from Sicily, my father's from Germany. I'm an Italian-American. Let them get a path to citizenship.
0: Now, I'm sure you know the, the law that if someone were to speak up, is a illegal alien themselves, speaks up about a criminal in the neighborhood, they're granted, you know, uh, yeah. clemency from, you know, deportation. Yeah. That, many people don't know about that. I've talked to illegal immigrants who aren't aware of that and probably would speak up, but they're threatened by the criminals. And they know that if they're released by the uh, city and ICE doesn't pick them up, that they're next to be retaliated against, and yeah. they fear for their family. But they're all in tight-knit I want communities. to protect
1: the illegal immigrants, their right. people, their family. Now, if I'm a policeman and someone's threatening an illegal alien that's illegal in this country, not committing any crimes, I'll protect them. I'll protect them. And that's the way the New York would you
0: encourage them to speak up about criminals?
1: Absolutely. And you want to know something? I would say to them, whatever language we'll have the officers speak, whatever language they speak, Spanish, whatever, and say to them, listen, you're not being turned in. We need your help so your family and you don't become victim by these MS-13 little punks. Yeah. And that was one of my things. And I like what the president's done. He did, And our attorney general, they're going after these little punks because they're the ones that were threatening these people. And these people were being extorted, assaulted, murdered. And they were so frightened. Now, all of a sudden, President Trump did a great job getting the attorney general out there. And they're dealing with it, getting things done. Yeah. That's why I voted and for the Donald drugs, Trump. And the
0: drugs, too. And we see the opioid epidemic and heroin. They're selling it to our kids. You're killing New them. York
1: City, what did we have last year? We had, I think, 1,600 uh, uh, overdoses. Now, with that fentanyl, 100 times more powerful. Man, we've we got to hit this three ways. Enforcement, we've got to send these son of a guns to jail for the rest of their lives. I don't care if you're sending you selling this garbage. Number two is education. Number three is treatment. Poor Staten Island, I think we lost 167 last year, just on Staten Island alone. They got twenty-two beds for detox. City's gotta be responsible and help this and get more treatment, more education. Get into these damn classrooms. I love PAL. I don't like it as PAL. I think the city should invest so much with hiring cops to come off duty at night opening some schools, big brothers there so kids could talk to them, they could tell them about drugs, they could maybe help them get jobs, get them in the path to where they're going to be successful I want every kid in New York City to have the opportunities that I had look at Bo Deedle, high school graduate I didn't go to college, I would have loved to go to college I had to work, I worked as an iron worker you see the pictures up there on the top there, you see on the top that's me on there with all the muscles yes. there. That's on the World Trade Center downtown in Iowa. Yeah. I worked my butt off. I'm very successful. I want that success yeah. where kids could look at me.
0: And they're still loans. they yeah, student loans. Yeah,
1: where kids could look at me, where you have the opportunity to do anything you want. Shoot for the stars. I did it. And I didn't do it the way this current mayor is doing it. Pay for play, illegal contributions, corruption, no. No corruption, bow, This may has got to go. Ain't hey, that rhymes, right?
0: <laughs> How would you keep City Hall accountable and transparent?
1: Well, I tell you right, like, with my agencies, mm-hmm. I would do this zero balance budget, zero base budget. What that means is you have to tell me what you are spending your money on. Like I told you, that one point six billion dollars in consultants, contractors, and agents of the city. <laughs> I mean, how much room in there is for corruption? If anybody gets locked up corruption, I will have my DAs prosecute the hell out of them and send them to jail. Cops, politicians have to be on a higher level and held at a higher regard. You're going to steal, you're going to jail.
0: Now, I wanted to circle back quick to the drug point that you made. Education, have an idea. If, you know, drunk driving, see, numbers are going down. I think people are told, at least I was throughout, you know, grammar school and high school, don't drink and drive. Get a yeah. designated driver. It's great.
1: If you, do you.
0: if you hammer that in, don't do heroin. Yeah. Don't, you know, yeah. do not do drugs because you will end up homeless. You will lose your life in your 20s.
1: You know what I'd like to do, something. What happened to me when we were in the academy? Go to take the kids a day at the morgue. Open up that refrigerator yeah. drawer.
0: That'll give you chills.
1: And that will stay in these kids' minds. I don't care how old they are, 12 years old, people say, oh, that's a little rough. No, it's real rough when the kid dies. Yeah. That's real rough. I'd rather see something that will shock them and say, look at fentanyl, heroin, that's what you're going to look like. You're going to be locked in the refrigerator dead. Yeah. I want to scare people straight. Because I don't want to see any more dead kids or dead people with this heroin. There are ways, if you care, this way it gets going. I've been down City Hall. He gets in at 11.30. The guy's a lazy bum. Why does New York need this lazy bum? Deedle's there. I'm going to work. I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, man. I'm going. I'm going from 6 o'clock. You don't see me go home. I don't want... I don't even... The last sitcom I know is all in the family. I'm not home at night to watch this garbage. I'm out at business dinners. I've never been... I haven't been home for a, a home-cooked dinner. In, I can't remember because I'm always out there. I'm out there. And that's what this mayor should be. I haven't seen this mayor out in any restaurant ever. You know he does. He locks himself in his. Uh, he built this wall around Gracie Mansion, twelve foot high. <laughs> what is he doing behind that wall? I ask him. What are you yeah. doing? I know he smokes pot, but you know what? I don't even care about that. You know what I care about? He lies about it. Don't lie about it. Say you All like right. a little because I tell you the truth. I'm for. I'm for. I'm for legalizing marijuana. You know why? Why? I've never seen a person high on marijuana take a bottle and smash it over somebody's head. I've been in a bar, a lot of bars, where there were a lot of drunk guys that done that. So in reality, marijuana isn't so bad compared to alcohol. Alcoholics, or do you think
0: that marijuana usage can lead to using well, he, other hard drugs?
1: Yeah, uh, You know, that, that, that's, a, again, we have to look at that. But yeah. as far as it being a violent person under the influence of pot, I don't see the violence. I do see the violence with alcohol. When you have social issues, you have uh, uh, where you have domestic violence. The majority of times that I've been involved with the guy was drunk when he beat the hell out of his wife, his girlfriend. Yeah. When I got involved with people, assaulting people, murdering people, the guy was drunk. The guy was high, pot, not as much as alcohol, so it's something mm. to think about.
0: Well, and you would have experience in that area. And you know, p- listen, I appreciate you taking time and really sitting down for a comprehensive interview. But Let you're me-
1: getting the most in-depth interview of my whole my, my mayor run. You know, I like right, to stick to some. You're asking the right questions. You're also getting answers from the, a non-politician, as you can notice, someone that cares, someone who cries. This that's another thing. About well, I see mayor. the passion
0: in your in your eyes, and so. That's something that I want to ask you. I'm is, a
1: grandfather. I got a grandson who lives in New York City. And yeah. He's two years old. And that's one of the reasons I'm running, too. I need this city to be safe for him, man. I can't be there with my gun protecting my family all the time. I need a mayor that's going to care about all these people.
0: So how has this past year and three months changed you in, in meeting all these New Yorkers? I mean, oh. you've always been out in the community, but how has this changed you? You have uh, extreme passion for oh, this city. I'm
1: so, I'm so elated to help people. Big thing too a uh, senior centers. I made I made my, my passion to go to senior centers is in Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, Bronx, Manhattan. I care about senior citizens. They're going through a tough time with all with trying to make the ends meet with taxes. They got a small little social security check and they don't know if they're gonna be able to stay in their home. I care about senior citizens affordable housing, we should have 25% of it at least for senior citizens where we can help those people and veterans. I'm the one that stood about five months ago in, in City Hall on the steps and said, damn you, Mayor, you will not take away the subsidizing of the veterans in New York City. He was trying to take the little bit of money they're getting. there. Yeah, yeah. this guy's got no heart. I have a heart. I've seen it. And running for mayor has made me see so much. And again, one tough cop? No, I'm one compassionate grandfather. When I see people that go to work making 35000 or less and they got to pay $20 for the MTA pass, I want to help them too. I want to help people working. I care about these kids not getting educated in school. I care about these kids that feel unsafe in school where he takes the metal detectors out and they say, oh, we don't need them. Maybe we do need them in certain schools. I see the problems of them not talking about a kid being bullied where you push a kid so much where he plunges a knife and kills another kid. I don't want that in my city. This guy, all he does is, you saw him last night, he's like a robot. The man, I I'd like to rip his chest open and go in there and look for his heart. I think he's like the tin man. He ain't got no heart, the guy. I, I
0: wonder if you feel you've been misrepresented in the media or that people have a oh, yeah. wrong impression of you, yeah. what would that be, and what would you say to those people who were on the fence, they may not like Mayor de Blasio, they don't really know too much about you or Nicole Meliotakis.
1: I'd like them to look at your podcast. <laughs> look at your podcast and know who the real Bob Deedle is and why I'm all about. You know, that whole scenario about one tough cop, that was, that was fine back in the 70s and 80s. I'm not one tough cop anymore. I'm a one caring grandfather. I care about it. And all these kids in New York, whether they're in Harlem, Brooklyn, Bronx, Staten Island, they my kids. I want to give these kids the opportunity. I'm a caring guy. I don't need money. You cannot corrupt me. You try to corrupt me, I'll lock your ass up. You cannot corrupt Bo To So and
0: no one's going to be testifying saying that no. they bought you for 193000
1: No one's going to be testifying that they bought me with none because if you try to buy me, I'll lock your ass up. That's the difference. is nice lady, makes $75,000 a year as an assemblywoman. Thinks she lived with her mom and dad, la, la, la. She's not tested. She doesn't have experience. This current mayor, zero, zero as far as being, effective. very smart. Speaks a lot better than me. Very articulate. But he lies and he says nothing. If that's what you want to vote for, and if you feel as though the city is better now than four years ago, vote for this creep. If you don't, Bank on poll.
0: So Tuesday's the election, twenty four percent was the turnout in twenty thirteen. Why should people wake up on Tuesday morning and go to the polls and vote for you?
1: Because the twenty four percent turnout is his unions. His eleven $1, ninety nine, thirty two B J Teachers Union, all the union people that he keeps giving stuff to. I would hope that because they all hate, everyone hates the Blasio. I mean, even his own people have this distaste for the guy. I hope they don't come out, and I hope the people that care about it, the black and Hispanic family members that are the majority of New York City, I hope they say to themselves, wow, this guy is somebody I want to lead this city. This guy will help my kids. This guy will help me get affordable housing. I'd like to take a shot on this Bodino. He's someone that doesn't need anything. It's not for my ego. I don't have an ego anymore. All I have is a caring heart, and I do cry. I still cry at funerals, and I cry when I see dead kids. You've got to remember, my last case was the Palm Sunday Massacre. Hmm. Ten Puerto Ricans, eight of them were children under the age of 12 years old, yeah. all shot in the head. Vivid memories of those kids being shot in the head, and I cried. Does that still keep you up at night? doesn't keep me up, but I think about it. Yeah. And that's what I want to prevent, and I want to help the people of New York. That's who's running for mayor. A caring guy against some egotistical, thieving, corrupt, pay-for-play guy who wants to get reelected. That's your choice. And you got the interview because you got to my heart right now.
0: I appreciate it. Mr. Deedle, thank, thank you so much. You. Thanks thank for all your service. You. Thank you.